You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. everybody and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasse and along with our producer Alex Diaz, welcome to our show. Good morning Alex, how are you? Doing well, Kathy, thank you so much. That's good, that's good. My allergies are, are bothering you a bit today so I might sound a little stuffy and sneezy but I got my Kleenexes here and hopefully I don't have any sort of rude noises that happened so <laughs> but it's yeah I don't know why you, all of a sudden radio I'm sure you'll get through it no problem. well maybe if you see it coming and my eyes welling up you can edit it out but uh, I don't know why because I had my allergies they're actually okay for uh, in May the end of May and then I thought they were gone and then last or this weekend they just really hit me <laughs> hit me hard yeah so this may be a little bit orthodox and a little bit uh, self-serving, but I would like to give a shout out to my daughter's school, TD Christian School, for hosting their very first Relay for Life. And the reason that I'm mentioning it, this is because I'm very proud of my daughter. She took the initiative and started this program uh, or this event in her school, and I was just really happy for her. It went really, really well. And they exceeded the money that uh, that they wanted to raise. So it was really an emotional event for me. As you all know, I have had cancer. I've had breast cancer. So the, mm-hmm. the, the emotions don't run too far away from the surface for me. So she asked me to speak. And I got through uh, 95% of it. And then I had a you know, little quiver in my voice. But at the end of it, I've never actually been to one of these have you ever been to a, a relay for life uh, my, my son did one as well but it was a sort of a different thing it was an overnight one no i have not well this one was done at her school and what they do is they have these luminaries you've probably seen the luminaries in commercials or whatever but they're they're paper bags and they put um, an electric candle inside but before they do that the kids are supposed to write on or the people are supposed to write on someone that they know that maybe is going through or someone they've lost uh, a cancer and they put them in the, the gym and they turned the lights down and there had to have been 200 people there. And they just had us walking around the gym very quietly, very mindfully looking at these, um, looking at these luminaries. And it was, it was quite astounding and it, it always touches my heart, but it was a, a lovely, a lovely day, and congratulations to them. And it got me in the mind of of mindfulness and sensory perception. Because you know, if that had been outside and the lights were bright, it was still sunny outside. Right. It would have been a different atmosphere. Right. You know, we're yeah. in the gym, the lights are low, and we we walked around, and it was for some reason it just it was very meaningful and touching. Mm-hmm. And it it goes to show you what your senses have to do with the way you perceive things. You know, you go into a, maybe a, a room that's a little sullen, a little quiet and darker, and you're in a different 
mood. You're in a different concept of, of being, I guess, whether outside, if they had done it around the track, we would have walked around. It would have been nice. But being in the in the 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 dark mood was really kind of nice. And it shows you what your senses have to do with perception uh, what your senses have to do with calming, with energizing, so forth, and which leads me into our show for today, which is on essential oils. And I use them routinely. I use them in many applications. And so I sought out an expert on essential oils because I am not one. I fiddle around with them and Harley will hopefully educate us quite a bit about essential. Well, I know she will um, educate us on essential oils. And just before we go to break, I'll give you a quick introduction to Harley and then we'll talk to her after. And, and do bear in mind, we are live here. So if you want to call in, if you have any questions for Harley, it's 416 245 1534, or you can tweet at us at Radio Maria Can or at Kathy underscore Biasse. So just a bit about Harley Greenspoon before we uh, go to our break. For over five years, Harley has been a strong contributor to the growth of Ashbury's aromatherapy with a natural talent for teaching aromatherapy tips and techniques to both novice and seasoned practitioners. Her passion for aromatherapy, color, and healthy living extends far beyond her work and into the lives of others. Professionally trained as an esthetician, Harley has taken part in multiple aromatherapy, color therapy, and crystal and advanced holistic courses through Color Energy Education System. I'm sure she'll explain that to us as well. Mm-hmm. Making her extremely knowledgeable uh, on a variety of, of areas, Harley's strong belief that through education and access to healthy living and chemical-free products that we can change the world. And I'm a very huge proponent of this as well. The, the less chemicals, the better. So when we return, we will be talking to Harley. And please have your questions ready. We will be back right after this short break.
You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. Again, if you'd like to talk to Harley, we're going to talk to her in a second here. Our number is 416-245-1534. You can tweet at us at Radio Maria Can or at Kathy underscore Biasi. Good morning, Harley. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you doing, Kathy? Very well, thank you. Where do we have you calling from today? I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia. I'm Vancouver. So thank you so much. So we're, we're, what time are we there? Eight, nine o'clock? What are we? It's, uh, eight, eleven. Eight, eleven. Eight, eleven. Well, thank you for getting up early and chatting with us. No worries. My pleasure. So we're going to jump into essential oils. Um, I use them all the time, as I said. And if you have a quick remedy for sneezing and a runny nose, that'd be awesome. But um, how do we start with what essential oil is? I mean, that's, that's probably basic to what we need to know. Definitely a good place to start. It is the life force of a plant, and it's the concentrated oil that's extracted from leaves, needles, flowers, barks of uh, the plant, and the good quality oil is going to be steam distilled or cold-pressed, and they have a wide range of health benefits. So steam distilled or cold-pressed, is it matter? Is it, is it plant-related or fruit-related that you make the difference on that distinction? It's a quality, it's how they extract the essential oil from the plants. So a steam distillation, which doesn't use any chemicals to extract the essential oil from, and same with a cold pressing method, where it's not using any chemicals to get out the essential oil from the plant. Interesting. Is it a long process to do this? I'm not sure how long the process would be. Probably, it, it, it sounds like something that, almost like winemaking, where it slowly goes through all the channels and tubes and so forth and exactly. comes out as the actual oil. Exactly. you got big vats going on, and the process probably takes a little amount of time. And can you pull essential oil from any plant, any fruit? Well, you get it from the fruit peel. Is that where you get the essential oils? Different parts of the plant. So oh. some citruses, you'll extract the essential oils from the rind. Um, other flowers, you will extract it from the petals or the stems or the needles. So each part has a different um, aromatic quality and will have a different effect on your psyche and your physical body. Okay, so um, I didn't know that. So if you're extract, can you take, if you take, say, a rose, mm-hmm. would you be able, would you call it a different essential oil or would you only get it from the petals or like can you have one, a different essential oil? like two or three essential oils for a particular plant, or is it just one area of a plant you can extract from? Yes, absolutely. For example, orange essential oil, you have sweet orange, which is extracted from the pulp of the orange, and then you have bitter orange, which is extracted from the rind. So each of those oils would have different therapeutic properties. Uh, With rose essential oil, it's extracted from the petals of the rose, and you need a crazy amount of petals, like over a million petals, to extract a mill of rose essential oil, which is one of the reasons why that specific oil is so expensive, but also so popular and aromatic in terms of its therapeutic effects. Well, that just bumps up to someone already tweeted a question, and why are some essential oils more expensive than others? That's exactly it, because it takes a lot more of the actual product to extract the essential oil, and also it's supply and demand as well, so there's might not be a lot of that specific rose in an area, um, so it, it takes more time to gather, and again, more time and product to extract the essential oil from. So this is just self-serving on my end. So if you're, if you're buying a rose oil then, 
Are, does it matter which rose you're getting it from? Are rose oils specifically like a yellow rose, a red rose? Are they different essential oils or is it just one common essential oil? Maybe more so from different countries. So you can oh. have Bulgarian rose, for example. Um, so depending on where you're getting that rose essential oil from, each essential oil will have um, antibodies and specific properties for that climate. Uh, so it's always best to get essential oils from their countries of origin because that way it develops all the natural antibodies and um, has a better effect on your, on your body. So just as we talk about food, how it's grown, where it's grown, the climate and everything goes into how you have or what quality of an essential oil you would have in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always best to get your oils from their countries of origin, um, again, because they have the therapeutic properties of that country. And um, the time of harvest is important, uh, the type of distillation, as I mentioned before, whether it's steam distilled or cold pressed. Uh, the temperature is really important, too, because uh, different temperatures, for example, essential oils with heat, it loses some of their therapeutic uh, properties. So it's good to have a proper temperature and method of storage when you're purchasing your essential oils and storing your essential oils. So typically, you'll notice most essential oils are stored in amber glass bottles. That's because it protects against the sun, because the sun will cause oxidization on the oil, and again, um, lessen the therapeutic properties of it. How many essential oils would there be? Wow, hundreds. Uh, hundreds and hundreds, and you know, uh, it's, it's an education process, I guess, to be able to distribute these to people therapeutically, hence, I guess, all the education that you've had. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we work with probably a good hundred or so essential oils that we carry all the time. And then we're always bringing in different essential oils for clients based on their needs. So there's some essential oils out there I've never even heard of before or worked with before. Um, There's always new oils coming out and new ways to use them. So it's a constant learning process. So when you say you work with customers' needs, are people calling you um, with medical questions? Or are they calling you just to find out what is the nicest smelling oil? What, what would your clientele be asking of you? Uh, not so much medical questions, because I'm not a doctor or a certified aromatherapist, but questions based on what types of oils to use for um, symptom-specific problems. So if they're having hormonal problems or cramps or um, you know issues with uh, psychological issues, like maybe guilt or fear, um, we really specialize in different oils in combination to treat different symptoms. Is this something that everybody can learn or are you the source that people need to go to within your company to get the oils that they're, they're asking for? Um, anybody can learn about essential oils. There's tons of information online about it and I work really closely with um, a Joy Essence, which is an aromatherapy institute there in Gulf, Ontario. So if anybody is interested in finding out more about aromatherapy, they're recognized by the Canadian Federation of Aromatherapists, um, the uh, BC Columbia Alliance of Aromatherapists, and the NAHA, which is the Holistic Aromatherapy Association. Interesting. I definitely recommend anybody wanting to get certified or more information, um, go to the Joy Essence website and check out some of her courses. Great lady. Okay. Um, So I go into, you know, whole stores, I go into you know, natural stores and so forth. And there are display upon display upon display of essential oils. Mm-hmm. How do you know or, or can can the, the lay person walk into a store and be able to tell what a good essential oil is? It's really hard because there are so many different essential oils out there. 
Um, I go a lot on instincts, so I'll do my research on different products and different companies, um, but mainly you're looking for essential oils that don't have any chemicals in it, that are organic and naturally grown as possible um, in dark bottles you should be looking for. And the dark bottles protect the oil? Correct, yeah, from sun sensitivity. And once you open that bottle, um, what are they generally, they're a small bottle, what, a five milliliter? Is that generally the size that they're sold at? Typically, 5 and 10 mils are a good retail size product. And are they sold in that size because they, do they go rancid? Do they, do they stop, their healing power stop? Why are they sold in such small quantity? Well, a little bit does go a long way with essential oils. And they do have a natural shelf life as well. So different oils have different expiration dates. So it's always best when using a natural product to get it in a small amount um, because the natural life force of the essential oil as well um, is going to dissipate with time. Okay. Um, There's been a lot, a lot of stuff on the internet lately, especially on sites that I look at. And the, I don't know if it's a resurgence or it's a brand new area of study, but why now are essential oils so popular and so highly sought after? I think people are finally starting to make the connection between chemicals and illness and looking for a more natural way of uh, treating their cells and their families. Um, if you look in most natural products out there, you'll always notice in the ingredients there'll be a couple essential oils. So why not just isolate those essential oils and use those oils rather than having all the other chemicals and ingredients in a product? So it's a great way to um, experience a wide range of health benefits. And um, unlike different drugs and prescriptions, they don't have any side effects when you use them properly. So it goes well beyond the smell. Absolutely. Does the smell of the essential oil actually equate to the plant? So if I opened up, I know lemon, I've opened up lemon, it smells like lemon, but there have been a few others that I've opened up that um, don't really smell like the plant that they were taken from. Should they be smelling exactly like the plant? Or if I guess it would, if you're taking something from the bark, it may not smell like the actual tree. How does that work? Exactly, yeah. Most of the time, they'll, they'll smell like their corresponding plant. Uh, but because they are concentrated as well, you're getting a, a really concentrated dose of how that plant will smell. And like you said, too, because it might come from the stem or the leaf or the needle, uh, you will get varying degrees of smell. Okay, what what are the healing properties of oil? So that I mean, that's that's the area that I find people are are most interested in right now. They're they're going beyond the smell. Um, that they're looking for healing properties and soothing properties of oils. How is that working into into people's natural daily health routine? Oh, man. Um, the aroma from essential oils, they reach the smell center in your brain. It's called the olfactory bulb, and it helps to regulate everything from emotions and hormones and memory and your immune system. Uh, So there is usually an essential oil for every ailment that the body is showing or expressing. And it starts with the sense of smell. It sure does, yeah. That's usually the quickest way to experience the benefits of essential oils. Um, some people just put it like on a Kleenex and will inhale it. But some of the best ways I've found to um, use essential oils through inhalation is through a good quality ionizing diffuser or even an aromatherapy pendant, something where you're inhaling the aroma all day long. Can you tell us what a diffuser is? Is that hot air that's blown out of the, of the little machine that sits on the table? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 
Typically, and it's usually best to purchase a diffuser that has a cold air diffusion method, again, because heat changes the chemical composition of essential oil. So you're wanting to have a diffuser with cold air diffusion, something that's going to disperse the essential oil in small enough particles so that you can easily inhale it and it goes into your bloodstream that way. Uh, We have a um, unit called the Heavenly Scent, and it's also an ionizer, which is going to release negative ions into the air. So I mentioned, or I heard you mentioning how you were suffering from a little allergy attack. Mm, And a good quality ionizer is going to distribute negative ions, and it works almost like static. So it's going to cling on to the heavier particles in the air, like dirt and dander, and pull it out of your airway so you're breathing in fresh air sort of similar to the effect of a waterfall would create that, that smell. Now, when the smell is gone, does that mean the effects of the essential oil and the diffuser are gone? Not at all, because it'll go throughout the, the air and the space. So you have your diffuser going on all day, and then the benefits of the negative ions will remain long after the diffuser turns off. And different essential oils last uh, different uh, time periods as well. So some essential oils will smell very fresh for a long period of time where other ones may drop out of the atmosphere quicker, but you still have the benefits of a diffuser by the negative ions in the air. Interesting. So it's, is it the actual oils or is it the oil in combination with the water that's pulling the negative or that's becoming the negative ions and then pulling out of the air? So it's like, um, uh, like a salt lamp does the same idea, correct? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Because one of the best ways to experience the benefits of essential oils is through inhalation. By having a diffuser dispersing it with the water in the room, um, you're going to reach a bigger area than you would by just putting it on a Kleenex or on a pendant, for example. Got it. Let's take actually one step back there, Harley. What is a negative ion? Why is that a positive thing to have? Sorry about the word, but why is it a good thing to have um, in our in our air, a negative ion? Mm-hmm. Well, an ion is a particle that's charged um, either positively or negatively. And a negative ion um, is going to flood the room and seek out heavier particles, charged particles like dust and animal dander and bacteria and pollen and mold and cigarette smoke and vapors. And once the negative ions adhere to these particles, um, they pull them out of the airway so that way the harmful particles aren't entering into your body. Got it. Okay. And we're going to stop on that note because I'm being pushed up against time here. But when we come back, Harley, I'd like to start getting more into the application of essential oils, where you found the health issues most beneficial using essential oils, all that area that we can deal with and really get people seeing how easy it is to incorporate them into their daily lives and why it's it's important to do so. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes and we're talking with Harley Greenspoon. Again, you can reach us at 416-245-1534 and we'll be right back. I can't. 
So let's get into the health properties and we'll start wide and maybe narrow in some on some areas that you've especially seen great results from. What are some of the ways in everyday life? So someone wakes up in the morning and likes the smell of a particular essential oil or they have a toolkit of three or four. What's the what's the common way to use them? Do you just put them right on or how do you use them? Um, I usually get my diffuser going in the morning. And I like to pick a selection of what we call here a red oil. Um, and what Color Energy does, which is Ashbury's parent company, is they color code their essential oils based on the chakra system. So a red essential oil will help to give you energy and support your red root. A red oil could be something like an alang or a cinnamon essential oil. So typically I'll have my diffuser going in the morning and wake up to a little shot of essential oil. 
Um, later on in the day, I'll usually make some type of essential oil blend. I like to put essential oils into my lotion in the morning. And um, I will put different essential oils in based on my mood or based on different uh, therapeutic properties that I'm hoping to achieve that day. So when you say, depending on your mood, do you, do you tell somebody to pick a particular oil for a particular way of thought? Or is it you like the smell and that's the oil that I want right now? Like, do, do they actually have their own? I, I love lavender. Yeah. But I like it. I like it when I'm calming down sort of an idea. It wouldn't be something that intuitively anyways, I would jump into as I'm studying for an exam and I need, I need to have a little perk. That wouldn't be lavender to me. Is that a personal thing or you were talking about the light therapy? Is there, are there, are there certain properties in essential oils that you would say, this will give you energy, this will calm you down? How does that work? Definitely it. And there's different chemical components of an essential oil uh, that produce different effects on your body. And just like you mentioned how lavender is something you use to calm yourself down. So I wouldn't typically use lavender in the morning because that might calm me down too much. So you want to use essential oils based on aroma, based on their chemical composition. Um, If you're studying, a yellow essential oil is something that we classify as like a grapefruit or a lemon will help to uh, stimulate your senses and help in terms of memory as well. So again, different essential oils will have different effects on your on your body in terms of regulating emotions and hormones and memory and hormones. Okay, that's something I want to come back to. But you you mentioned the word chakra, and perhaps people that are listening may not be too familiar with that. So when you say that your your color therapy is aligned with chakras, and then essential oils are aligned to the colors, can you explain to us what the chakras are, just in a general sense? Mm-hmm. Um, a chakra is the energy center of your body, and it's believed that there's different energy centers within the body. So you typically have seven different chakras within your body. So your root chakra, your um, uh, throat chakra, for example, your crown chakra, and each of those chakras vibrate at a different frequency. And everything in this world vibrates at a different frequency. And And that goes the same for essential oils. And once you know the vibration of an essential oil, uh, then you can sort of tell in terms of um, where it might fit in with your body and what systems it might end up affecting. So the, the ideal thing is to understand maybe what chakra is not functioning or is blocked and then pick the essential oils. That's exactly it. To alleviate that. And that's exactly it. Yeah, and at Color Energy and Ashberries, um, we classify our essential oils based on the colors. So they make it really easy to just pick a red bottle or a blue bottle if you're looking for throat support or a green bottle if you're looking for heart support. And so that's one of the easiest systems um, I've used to help to support your chakras. And each one of your energy centers, your chakras, supports different systems in your body, your lymphatic system or your digestion system or your respiratory system. Is there is there some place that we can go to find out which chakra is associated with these systems? Absolutely, and we have tons of support materials here at Ashbury's and Color Energy, from charts to books, booklets, courses. Uh, So, if anybody is looking to further their information and education on chakras and essential oils, um, you can definitely give us a call, and I'd love to um, love to help support you. So, if somebody calls into you and says that they're suffering from migraines, for example. You go and to your color energy chart, you look up 
the chakra that's associated with migraines or is it just the top chakra in your body? Is that what, is that what you would do and say, well, these are the three that I recommend? Yeah, and that's exactly it. And we have a chakra chart as well. So I'm looking at it right now. So I'm looking at symptom migraines. So that would be under the brow chakra. So I know it's a brow problem. Then I can go and look at different essential oils to help with the brow chakra, different vitamins, different um, colors. So definitely have information there for anybody looking to um, alleviate certain uh, physical symptoms and psychological symptoms as well. So would they cross over? Like would a lavender, because I love lavender, I keep going back to this, would a lavender cross over with a lower chakra and a higher chakra? Are they all very distinct in what areas that they, they are therapeutic for? They're all very distinct in terms of what areas they're therapeutic for. But again, um, if you really, really love a lavender, then a lavender is going to inspire happiness or less anxiety for you. So it's also a personal thing as well. Now, the vibrations of an essential oil, do they increase or decrease with the chakras in your body? So if you're going to the lower chakra, is it a, is it a lesser frequency or does that, is that even equatable? Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. It would just vibrate at a lower frequency. Uh, Color, energy, light, the reason that we see colors the way they are is because they vibrate and our eyes, our ocular system processes that vibration and turns it into color. And same with essential oils. They vibrate at a certain frequency, so when we introduce them into our bodies, they're going to produce different effects on our bodies as well. So making a connection with something I'm a little bit more familiar with, which is nutrition. So... I always tell people, you know, when they're, they're, we're, we're trying to get the digestive system going, for instance, I tell them to go into a calm environment and smell what is being cooked, to smell what they're eating, to sort of get the system going. And this is really what essential oils are doing. They're hitting that same olfactory system and charging the body. Is that right? Is that, am I equating the same thing? Absolutely. And as food, essential oil, so as, as whole food goes, um, whole foods have vibration and energy, as do the essential oils that they're coming from. And I'm assuming because you're pulling and concentrating so much from a plant that you're increasing maybe the frequency of the same. So if you have a frequency of a rose as a, as a flower in your house, would you be increasing that vibrance uh, frequency as you're distilling it into an oil? Absolutely, because you're concentrating, you're taking a million different roses and combining them into a drop of oil. So definitely going to be experiencing the most benefits from an essential oil that way. Okay, so someone just asked if, if they were new to it and they were going to go and buy maybe two or three essential oils, do you have a recommendation of how they would start off? They just want to go dabble into it. What were the three, maybe three, four, five ones that you would say these are sort of the place to start? These are the common oils and they can be used quite easily. Um, Definitely would go with lavender and tea tree. And those two being the safest for use, just because you don't have to dilute them or mix them with anything. And you can wear them on your body in what we call as neat. So you can just put them on pure. So there won't be any uh, skin sensitivities or anything by using those oils. And again, um, choosing other oils just really comes down to your own personal preference. Uh, Lots of orange oils, so for example, a sweet orange essential oil will help in terms of anxiety and depression, whereas a nice green oil could be a eucalyptus to help um, open up your nasal uh, passages. It really helps in terms of any types of um, immune problems as well as um, allergies, Kathy. Oh, awesome. Okay. 
Now, you said you can put lavender directly on your skin. I did not realize that. Yes, lavender and tea tree. The only two oils you should be wearing pure. Um, Everything else needs to be mixed and blended. And the reason for that is an essential oil, if it isn't mixed into a carrier, and what we consider a carrier is something like a lotion, a salt, a shampoo, something that's going to carry the oil, it's going to sit on the top of your skin and cause uh, skin damage and burning. What a carrier does is it actually helps to pull the essential oil down to the deepest layer of your skin, and that's where you're going to experience the most therapeutic properties. What would it, you know, I, I use jojoba oil um, as a carrier for my essential oils. That's is right. that one that you would recommend? Is there a better one to use for the purposes of distributing the oils? Yeah, jojoba is awesome because it mimics the skin cells the closest. So it's going to um, allow the essential oil to penetrate that much further. So it's the closest to your actual skin cells, which is why people use jojoba most commonly for blending. But there is about so many different carrier oils and ways that you can blend essential oils depending on how you're going to be using it. If you're doing it in an all-over body massage, you may want to look into something like a holly oil or an apricot kernel oil. Avocado oils are super popular. So it really depends on where you're going to be using the essential oil and what you're going to be using it for. So why, why, would, the, why would the actual carrier matter? Just for penetration? Or would, um, does it matter of particular essential oil with a particular carrier? Does that matter at all? Um, Well, all essential oils, when combined with other products, will have some type of natural chemical components and reactions that happen. Um, Different essential oils and different carrier oils, which you're going to be mixing the essential oils into, will have different benefits. So if you're going for maybe anti-aging, a rosehip seed oil would be really great for the face. Uh, Whereas if you're doing an all-over body massage, something like an apricot kernel oil or a holly oil, which has really nice glide that's going to let the essential oils travel the largest area, would be a better bet. Interesting. Now, I know that in the culinary world, chefs have been starting to introduce essential oils. Peppermint is one that comes to mind and lemon. What is your recommendation on ingesting essential oils? And I can't really recommend or comment on ingesting essential oils because I'm not a certified aromatherapist. And you should always definitely consult with um, a certified aromatherapist before doing anything in terms of ingesting essential oils, which isn't recommended. Any type? So there's no such thing as a food-grade essential oil in your understanding? Not in my opinion, no. Interesting. Okay, that's good to know um, because I know people that will put a little bit of peppermint into into their tea to to spruce up a peppermint tea. And when you're doing something like that, you've got to think oil and water don't mix. So even though people are thinking they're diluting the oil into water, you're still getting a straight shot of oil that's hitting your esophagus, that's hitting the delicate stomach lining, and, um, and potentially causing, causing damage to your body. So these are potent oils? Correct. <laughs> okay, interesting. Now, you also said, you mentioned that you put them in some of your lotions. Can, can they just be dropped right into a bath water or into, you said you put it in your, your shampoo? Yeah, shampoos and my lotions and my salt. Um, and careful putting it in the bath water because, again, oil and water don't mix. So you're going to want to put the essential oil into something like a jojoba oil and then put it into the bath water. And I've been doing it wrong. Now, you said you put it in your salt. What do you mean your salt? Um, if you're doing like a salt scrub. Essential oils can be added into just about anything. Okay, that was, all right. I didn't even understand that. I, I thought that uh, you really had to be very specific with what you're putting it into. So let's yeah. get into some health issues that you've seen a lot of success with, uh, with essential oils. One that, that you mentioned was in hormone, uh, hormone balancing, I'm assuming. 
Absolutely. And what what would you what would you suggest if someone comes to you and and they're estrogen dominant? Do you have a particular protocol that you would give them or a couple of oils? How would how would you address that? Well, because I know that a hormonal problem has to do with your throat chakra and your energy center there, I would recommend a blue essential oil, something along the lines of a peppermint or a geranium. And what's really nice with the Color Energy line of products is all of their products are color-coded. So if you're having problems with hormones, you can pick a product that has a blue label and know you're going to be addressing those concerns. Um, It makes it really easy to find your symptom, whether it's psychological or physical, and then also find a corresponding essential oil to help assist you there. The color chart that you have, uh, is that just for you personally or can other people get a hold of that as well? Oh, anybody can purchase them from us um, through your business. Um, we offer wholesale here with Ashbury's and Color Energy. And then most of my clients will also retail these as well. So they'll have these products um, in their store and then they'll have the charts in their store so that customers can easily find their symptom and pick out their corresponding products. And it really empowers people to be able to find a symptom and find the products that will help naturally um, support you. Now, are there ways that people have been using these oils other than directly that, uh, you know, directly ingesting them that you would say definitely don't do this? Um, Wearing them pure. Um, Again, because essential oils will sit at the top of your skin and it will cause uh, like um, skin problems. And what blending an essential oil does again is it brings the oil down to the deepest layer of your skin. So you're not wanting to ingest oils. You're not wanting to wear them straight. Um, And, you know, if you're having medical problems and things like that, too, it is always best to consult with a certified aromatherapist um, as well. Yeah, there are a lot of mis... uh, You know, even I have fallen fate to some, some, I guess, ill advice. One of the things that we talked about um, before we came on to the show is I I was told that putting essential oils on the bottom of your feet works really well. You, you don't seem to think that that's, that's true. So why is that? Uh, well, you can definitely put them on the bottom of your feet, but again, you're going to need to be mixing them into a carrier. Um, if you're not blending it with a, say, for example, a lotion or a jojoba, it's not actually going down to the deepest layer of your skin. So it's just sitting at the top and you're not really experiencing as much therapeutic benefit as you could by proper use. Uh, okay. Now so I've seen, sorry? So definitely go and put them on your feet, but maybe put them in a nice uh, cocoa butter base and put on a pair of socks after. Put on a pair of socks. And I've had a lot of people ask about um, face, you know, um, face care, skin care, uh, women who are, you know, in their 30s, 40s. What is the best oil you would recommend for for face care? Mm -hmm. Uh, Rose essential oil has so many benefits. Um, you'll see it in a lot of the high-end products there. I usually like to go to the drugstore and I'll look at some of the products and then I'll look at the ingredients and I'll see the natural essential oils in those products. And then I'll just isolate those essential oils and put them into my own natural lotion. Uh, smart. That's smart. One of the ones that, um, that I've, well, I think it's really an expensive one too, is the neroli oil. Mm-hmm. Do you have that in your line? We do, but real neroli is actually quite expensive as well. It comes from the flower of the um, orange. 
Uh, so again, that's just another part of the orange that they extract the essential oil from. And because um, it takes, again, a large number of flowers to produce one mil of essential oil, uh, neroli tends to be a little bit more on the expensive side of oils. That's great for uh, skin rejuvenation. It helps the water system in your body. So it's going to help bring moisture to your skin. And that's why I think that there's a lot of... Um, um, people who are experiencing and noticing fine lines and things like that. It, it is aging, but it's also because your body is dehydrated. Mm -hmm. So by helping to restore that natural balance in your body, uh, you will notice a reduction in fine lines as well. What is most expensive oil? Most expensive oil. Um, jasmine essential oil is super expensive. Rose essential oil. All the flowers. Uh, yeah, helichrysum is one of my uh, favorite essential oils. It helps in terms of scarring as well as anti-aging. Alacrism? Uh, Alacrism, yeah. Is that a plant? Obviously, it's, it's a, a plant. Flower. Is it a flower? It's a flower, yeah. Um, and I think, too, as more and more people get interested in essential oils and uh, more people start using them, I think we'll start to know some shifts in terms of pricing and stuff in the future as well. Uh, I see. And you have people, I guess, all over the world sourcing uh, where to get all the plants from. And, and are you... Are you doing the um, distilling within your company or do you have somebody that's doing that for you? Yeah, we work with a trusted distilleries we've been working with for over 20 years now. And so they go through all the same procedures as an organic oil would. So that way you know that there's not going to be any pesticides and there's not going to be any chemicals. And again, we'll always try to go to countries of origin uh, for our essential oils because that will have the most therapeutic effect on the essential oil. But again, sometimes a country could have a bad crop or um, just a bad harvest that year. So by finding a neighboring country or somewhere close to its natural origins, you do get the most vibration and healing properties to an oil. And you have a great product line, the Holy Grail product line that I want you to quickly talk to us about and, and why it's so fantastic. Absolutely. Um, if you've ever been to the website, The Truth About Cancer, um, scientists there are studying the effects of frankincense, golden turmeric, and myrrh uh, that have been proven to help increase white blood cells, which stops cancer. And so my colleague um, has been experiencing, um, well, her mom has cancer. And so we've been doing a lot of research on different oils, and we've formulated into a line of products called the Holy Grail, which, of course, has frankincense, golden turmeric, myrrh, clove, and lemon, which also helps to boost your immune system. And the positive testimonials we've had to this product have really blown us away, everything from um, helping in terms of radiation and chemotherapy, uh, shingles, um, allergies as well. So we have it available in three different types of product. A pure mix, which is going to go in your diffuser. So that's going to um, help with the inhalation. We have it in a bath and body oil, which you can put into your bath or just wear it straight as a body oil. And then we also have a butter as well, which is a little bit thicker. So that would be an excellent choice to put on the bottoms of your feet at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I, haven't, I haven't actually experienced the products myself, but I've read a lot about them. So, Harley, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I, I'm sure everyone has learned a lot. It's such um, a popular thing now, the essential oils. And I, I really hope that you understand that it goes far more than just the smell and how, how effective they can be in so, many, in so many health applications. Harley's going to give us our tip of the day. But before she does that, Harley, give us um, your website, how, they, how people can reach you. I'll let you tell everybody yourself. Um, you can either go on to ashberries.com, and I'll spell that out for everybody. It's www.ashberries, which is A-S-H-B-U-R-Y-S.com. 
or you can give me a call here at 1-800-225-1226, extension 501, and ask for Harley. Perfect. And if you miss any of that, uh, we do upload all our shows to SoundCloud, or you can ca- get a hold of me uh, through Twitter, Kathy underscore Biasi, or email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. And just before we, we head off, again, thank you so much, Harley, and close the show, why don't you, with your tip of the day. Great. Um, well, it's getting a lot sunnier out nowadays, and I wanted to talk about sun sensitivity. Um, it's also called phototoxicity. And it can occur when you're using certain essential oils um, that can cause the skin to be more sensitive to the sunlight. So the main oils you want to watch out for are oils from the citrus family. So lemons, limes, grapefruits. And it's really best to avoid them completely when adding them to um, sun lotions or creams because it will only cause burning and skin damage when exposed to the sun. Great. Thank you so much for that. I did not know that. So thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Health Hub. And we will talk to you next week. Hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.